Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Such a great month, the November rain uh, series. And uh, just want to, we're going to do some ministry a bit later on. God's placed a few things uh, on my heart. But I just want to really help you help yourself as well. The corporate environment of church is wonderful and essential because it provides other people's faith to help you with your faith. It's like a a little fire or a little hot coal all on on its own. It's very easy to extinguish, but you gather more and more hot coals together and you no longer have hot coals, you have a fire. Fire gives heat, fire gives light, fire gives direction, fire gives means to do things that a hot coal on its own is incapable of doing, but your faith partnered with another's faith, partnered with another's faith. It's the power of God. It's the miracle of the church at work. That's why it's so important when someone is receiving ministry, we don't observe, we participate. We don't think, oh, it's nice for them. If you want what they're getting, you reach out your hands and you participate with the miracle that God's doing in their life. Because God is the God of the overflowing cup. So if He's doing something here, He's not doing just enough. This is an overflowing work He's doing in this ministry. When someone gets a prophetic word, it's God is the God of the overflowing cup. So if someone's getting a prophetic word and and your heart is burning because you identify with it, you feel a symmetry of the Spirit, you feel a, a, a kindredness to a prophetic word someone is receiving over their life, don't just think, I wish that was me, maybe one day. No, it's an invitation to participate with what the Spirit of God is doing in the corporate environment. That's why it's always so, that's why we tell us to to stretch out our hands. Like Pastor Aaron said the other week, it's not shooting out invisible moonbeams, you know. It's it's an act of intention that I'm intentionally going to participate with what God is doing in the supernatural moment when we pray for healing. You may have a different physical need in your body, but if healing's in the room, it's in the room. And sometimes we too easily disqualify ourselves because, you know, the pastor said someone had a sore right leg, but I've got a sore left leg. Like it's an invitation for a miracle or a healing to take place in your body. And as great as the pastor or the minister is, or as, as hard as they try to accurately bring the Word of God to us, you know, if it's a left leg, not a right leg, just get in amongst it. If you know, if you've got a sore, you've got a sore, sore shoulder, but they say sore elbow, well, I'm kind of like, it's in the paddock, like it's in the ballpark. My body is in pain and I need a miracle to set me free from it. So November rain is about us participating together with the person that is the Holy Spirit. He is not a thing. He is not a it. He is not an emotion. He is not goosebumps. He may give you those, but he is a person, the great third part of the Holy Trinity, who is in this room. He is not weird. 
He's the great counselor. He is the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of insight. He's the spirit of revelation. And our heart for you this month is that you would learn how to engage with the Holy Spirit around your life and that in a a corporate environment like this, you could take it home to your private environment. Jesus, who preceded, preceded, came before the Holy Spirit, he showed us the power of, of obedience with what the Spirit of God was wanting to do. He said to ten lepers, go and show yourself to the high priest and you'll get made well. They didn't get made well standing stationary in the spot. They got made well as obedience to partner with what God was doing turned on in their life. Jesus said to the man with the, with the shriveled up hand who was hiding it under his cloak so no one would see it because he was in the temple, stretch out your hand and you'll be healed. An act of obedience. And as the man stretched out his hand, he was healed. As the man, the cripple, as Jesus took the cripple by the hand and said, get up, the man stood up and could stand. And God is inviting us, the Holy Spirit is inviting you to participate with what He wants to do in your life. That is why coming towards, coming to the front of the church is so powerful, because you are moving and you are participating with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do. Jesus did it. I see it all, the, all through the Bible. He is trying to get people to turn their faith on that the miraculous may break forth over their life. The woman with the issue of blood, she pushed in her way through the crowd and she reached out and grabbed the hem of Jesus' cloak. She was miraculously healed. Blind Bartimaeus sat on the side of the road yelling and 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 yelling until they were so sick of him. They said, what on earth do you want? He's like, I want to see. I'm desperate for a miracle in my life. And I've got to the point where I don't care what anyone else thinks. I've got to the point where I don't care about my dignity. I don't care about opinion. I don't care about emotion. I don't, I don't care what, what the crowds. I'm desperate for a breakthrough in my life. I'm going to cry out to Jesus. I'm going to do my part to participate with the miraculous. I'm not just going to sit on idol as Jesus Christ walks by. And if I can encourage you with one thing this month, it is to pursue, pursue and participate with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in your life. For He is always at work. He is the God who does not sleep. He is the God who does not slumber. The simple act of raising your hands in church can be the difference between a breakthrough and just another Sunday in church. You might you say it's not that simple. Sometimes it is. Jesus just said, stretch out your hand. There's no worship music playing. There was no, but obedience. We co he cooperated with the Word of God, cooperated with the Holy Spirit. So when... Someone brings a word of knowledge. 
whoever it is, or a, a call to respond. It's an invitation for you to participate with a miracle in your life. Whether the fullness of that miracle happens is not up to us, but it is our role if we are seeking God and hungry for something to shift in our life to pursue and participate in obedience with what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. I often get on my knees in church. Why I don't resist the Holy Spirit. Now, if I get on my knees, like I'm like, yeah, sweet, I'm on my knees. Holy jeans are in. Like if I wear these ones out, it's all good. But the it's like sometimes we can downplay the, the the simpleness of an act, the simpleness of of responding to the gentle prompts of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we want Him to nudge us like the All Blacks front row, just drive us, you know, where we need to be. But he's not a driver, he's a leader. Come, follow me. Come participate with me. Come move with me. And I know in the next 10 minutes, people are going to be set free in this place because God is in this place and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. People are going to be set free from physical problems. People are going to be set free from idleness. People are going to be set free who are feeling totally stuck in circumstances. And you're going to be set free, not because the pastor preaches and, and you know, he does an altar call, but you're going to be set free as you participate with the Word of God that He is speaking over your life this morning. God is so wonderfully good. One of our favorite things to do as a family when we, when we go to the beach is to light a fire on the beach. We go with the kids, gather up all the wood, build, you know, a fire. Well, build, put all the wood in a pile. We go back down later and we light it. And, uh, you know, that wood is full of untapped potential just waiting for the fire to touch it. That wood is, has got, is filled with, with energy that's ready to be burned. It's just waiting for the fire to get on it to release the potential that's within it. This is your life. You are filled with potential. You do not need anything else. You just need the fire of God to be lit underneath you to bring out the potential that is already residing within you. You look at a dry stick of wood, it's dead, it's lifeless. You set it afire, it burns, it's filled with energy. It's filled with untapped energy that once the fire touches it, it is released because the fire is on it. This is the believer's life. Every one of us is filled with often untapped energy and resource because we're withholding parts of ourselves from the fire of God. Your finances filled with untapped resource and energy when it is not submitted to the Spirit of God. Your body, your energy, your plans, your dreams. We are, we are the fire. We are now the sacrifice. Romans 12 1 says, present yourself as a living sacrifice, always on fire for Jesus. Always on fire for Jesus. Like the altar and the fire, are, they go together. That's what happens. And he says to the Romans, present yourself now as a living sacrifice. 
not with animals, not with other things, but your life always on fire for Jesus. It doesn't burn out. It burns on and burns on and burns on. And You know, our, our lives like this fire we built on the beach, it's great while it lasts, but we soon find ourselves needing to maintain the work that has begun. You know, you meet people and they were once red hot. God had touched their life and they were sold out, fired up for Jesus Christ. But five years later, sometimes six months later, that which was red hot has gone out because it needed, needs maintenance. Work out your faith. Maintain your faith. Keep adding to fuel to the fire that's burning inside of you. Keep offering your life as a living sacrifice in the presence of God that all your untapped potential will be released for all the days of your life. But we withdraw ourselves from the fire. Or we don't maintain the fire of God that is in us, and it will go out. That's why in, one, uh, in Thessalonians it says, in the final instructions to the t- church, do not quench the Spirit of God. Like, don't suffocate it. Don't put sand on it. Don't put dirt on it. Don't put sin on it. Don't put, you know, lethargicness on it. Maintain your zeal for the Lord. Do live a life that continues to feed and flame the fire of God that has been set alight inside of you because it'll go out if you don't maintain it, if you don't keep breathing on it, if you don't keep reading your Bible. This book, get it in you. Every single day. Don't wait for a crisis to strike. Build the rock under you now so that when the crisis does strike, it doesn't leave permanent damage. Might blow a few roof tiles off. But Jesus said in Mark, the end of Mark chapter 9, that everyone will be salted with fire. In the Old Testament, when they would bring a sacrifice, to the altar, they would salt it, a grain offering. In fact, it's in the book uh, Leviticus 2 verse 3. Every offering is to be salted before it is put on the altar. And Jesus turns up and he says, everyone is going to be salted with fire. That The preparation of our life is the Holy Spirit. It is the, it is the final seal on our life as service towards God is that every single person, it's, it's what the prophet Joel said, in the final days I'll pour out my spirit on all mankind. This is what Jesus is touching on. Everyone will be prepared. Everyone will be salted. Everyone will be sealed with the Holy Spirit. In November rain this month, is about creating atmospheres and spaces where we get salted with fire again. We get, we get prepared with fire again. We get, we get filled with fire again. We, we let the Holy Spirit fill our lives again. We, we, some, some of us just simply need to surrender and submit to God again. We've taken ourselves off the altar and said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it my way. But some of us simply need to submit and surrender to the Spirit of God and the call that is on our lives. And you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for happiness in relationships and in careers. None of these things in and of themselves are bad, but none of them were designed to replace God in your life. And we need to get our lives back on the altar. Back in the presence of God, it is the very best thing for you is to be on the altar, 
to be a living sacrifice for Jesus Christ, always living and breathing the gospel, the Spirit of God. And the good thing about it is that can happen in every sector and facet and culture on the face of the earth. This is not a church thing. But it's time for us to be on the altar. It's time for us to be salted with fire again, to be, you know, sealed with the Spirit of God again, the seal that guarantees the things that are to come. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.